0: Hi everyone, welcome to Thrive, Create Your Impact. These podcasts are a way for us to dive a little deeper into thriving using the IEP method created by Anise Kavanaugh, author of Contagious Culture. Each week we'll be focusing on one little way to shift in order to thrive even more than you already do. Hi, thanks for joining our podcast today. I'm Mindy Smith and I'm here with three colleagues. I have the good fortune of working with each day second and third grade combo teacher Todd Webb, elementary instructional coach Julie Young, and school secretary Paula Graham. Um, I appreciate all of your times, thank you for being here. Um, This year's focus on intentional energetic presence is really meant to strengthen the individual with the goal of helping us create a greater impact at home and in the workplace but our workplace is uniquely challenging and anyone connected to education understands the demands we experience every day. Um, Many of those demands are related to content and, and others to the pace of the school year, but the main complicating factor is that our jobs are just super messy. They involve people, a lot of people, students and parents, colleagues, itinerant and district staff, all of whom are reacting to the challenges they're facing. So, I'd kind of like to propose that the success of our jobs really depends on the quality of our relationships and how good we are at maintaining or nurturing them. Does anybody have any thoughts?
1: My first thought as a teacher is I go right to the students. My relationship with them is the most important. Parents would come second, but it's so difficult with parents working. Um, It's hard for them to come to school, so most of our relationship is via email, phones. Really difficult to have a relationship via email and phone. And it's nobody's fault, it's just our society. Everyone has to work. There's no parent home that can deal at any moment with school.
0: Right. So tell me more about the relationships in your classroom.
1: Yeah, if I don't have a relationship with students, I personally can't teach. I need to know each child, because each child reacts differently to what you're teaching. Um, And even behavior, some kids need a soft voice. Some kids need to be yelled at, that's the only way they they take you seriously, and if you don't have a relationship and know that, you can really mess up. Mm -hmm. You raise your voice to the wrong kid and you've lost them the rest of the year.
0: Well, and that's where differentiation starts, right, in the relationship and how you respond to individuals.
1: Yeah, there is no cookie-cutter way to form a relationship. Each student is different. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where most of my effort goes, the relationship yeah. with the student.
0: I would agree. As a teacher, your focus is those students. That's your priority. So you want to make sure that they're enjoying their day. And when they're enjoying your day, you enjoy your day a lot more. So when you have those relationships, you look forward to your day a lot more as well. And they do too. And, and you're, you're in a unique spot because you also work with adults. Uh-huh. And so you're building relationships, especially in this new mm-hmm. role of yours. How is that Yes, it's different building relationships with adults. And going back to talking with parents, it's different than being with students. And you have to realize that everyone's in their own place and they're doing their own thing. And you meet where they're at and you listen more than you talk. And you really listen to what people are saying and what they need and what they want. And um, find where you fit in that and how it aligns with what you need and what you want.
1: And I agree with that. And I think the
0: students are our most important um, element at the school, but it's also working with the teachers and having that communication with them and the mutual respect Mm -hmm. that we have with our teachers and our parents that helps us succeed with um, our students. Well, and that's what the students are watching, right? They're Mm -hmm. watching those relationships between us and their parents and between us and each other they're seeing that and how we behave with each other and that's how they're learning how to interact with the world good point Um, so how do you respond when problems arise Um, I find I have a hard time responding in a professional way to something that feels like a personal attack Mm -hmm. and I think whenever there is a complaint lodged um, I do take it personally because it's my work they're criticizing or something that either I have or haven't done well and I have to take a step back, but it's it's not easy. How would you, how do you respond? Especially since we're so passionate about our jobs. Right. It's hard to take the to emotion take that, yeah. Um, one thing that I just look at as it, feedback. It's someone's opinion, it's someone's thought, and it's where it crossed them in their day. So they may have just been cut off by someone, and then something came up, and then you're kind of getting their reaction to something that may have happened before, but it just happened on you because you're in that moment with them. Um, so I really try to take it as it's that moment and it's feedback and um, Remove that personal part of it, mm-hmm. but it isn't easy. It is hard to Especially when it is that personal attack when you did this or you did that um, It is hard to, to separate right. yourself And even when it's not necessarily a personal attack But you take it personally like being in the classroom I, I remember any time there was an interruption to my ability to teach to get something done get content mm-hmm. um, meet, uh, meet my schedule Uh, meet a deadline Um, and it was as a result of behaviors that were happening in the classroom I kind of you know looked pointedly at those kids and when I reflected back on some of those experiences I realized they weren't trying to get under my skin they were getting under my skin because I let them but they had other issues that they were reacting to which was causing a strained relationship between me and that child Mm -hmm. that student and so um, I had to look for the common ground and find where we, a, a better place to start and make sure we were communicating and, and I, was at, I was trying to build that relationship rather than shut that child out because he was an obstacle or she was an obstacle to what I was having to do.
1: Mm-hmm. When I found that any time there has been an issue or I've been told that I did something wrong or there was a, a problem, it's because I didn't have a relationship already with mm-hmm. that parent. If I already have a relationship with them, normally they're not going to come in angry. They're going to come in and go, okay, this is what I've heard happen. What really happened? Because we have a relationship. Mm -hmm. If I don't, that's when the misunderstandings occur. And that's where most of the problems were. Most of my parents that come in angry, they didn't have all the information. They just heard what their child told them and they're reacting. And then once I explain what really happened and what we really did, they tend to calm down. Mm -hmm. Um, But that only occurs with parents that I don't have a relationship with. And that just goes to show how important it really is. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So we all know um, that a significant part of communication is the nonverbal piece. And you kind of alluded to it, Todd, when you said that um, email is so difficult because of um, the lack of eye contact, body language, they, they can't read necessarily the tone.
1: Misunderstandings can occur. Correct,
0: correct. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a great quote from John C. Maxwell that I really like. It's, people never care, never care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I thought, gosh, how do we communicate how we care to our stakeholders, whether they're our students, our colleagues, our, you know, parents,
1: I feel like with
0: the parents, for me, them walking in the door, is I try to show them from the minute they walk in that we care about what they have to say, their feelings. Just a smile. Just mm-hmm. giving them a smile and saying good morning or good afternoon. Just, I, I think that's just a good way to start it, listening just listening mm. to our yeah. families and really hearing what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about like Todd was saying that sometimes they just need more information. So like listening to what it is they're needing and, and knowing that it is probably just more information mm-hmm. that is needed. Um, yeah, that communication piece is.
1: I and would reaffirming totally that their feelings that. are value. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because it's yeah. their child. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to get emotional about yeah. their child and mm-hmm. just, being understanding and saying you're right, I would be upset too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's where we go from yeah, here.
0: Validate. Yeah. Definitely
1: solves a lot of problems mm-hmm. and builds a relationship. Right. Exactly. The trust is starting to form. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, but um, at back to school night, you got a standing ovation from your parents. I did. And, um, <laughs> I that st- that is just remarkable because um, number one, it was a two three combo. Many parents didn't know their child was in a combo until that night, yet you were able to communicate effectively enough, I mean, overwhelmingly enough so that to get a standing ovation. What do you attribute that success to?
1: Um, I think the main comment I made that made all my parents happy with their number one question was, am I teaching to second or am I teaching to third? And my reply was, I'm not teaching to any grade, I'm teaching to the child, wherever they're at. We're gonna have 10 different lesson plans. It's not a second grade lesson plan and a third grade lesson plan. It's your child's lesson plan. And that's what they wanted to hear. Yes, I Um, think that's
0: so important. I think mm -hmm. that's so hard, because combos are so hard for everybody involved in any combo. And so when you think, I'm just teaching students, that stress releases so much from the combo teacher, from the straight classroom, from anybody. I mean, it's just, you're just focusing on the child and what they need in that moment, and it, it just releases so much pressure and, and responsibility in, in the, in the minutiae of all of it, and the policy of all of it. And it
1: may not be the most popular notion, but I admit that academics are not my number one priority. Mm-hmm. It, it's the growth of your child, and I want them to wake up and look Does forward to meant? coming to school. And that doesn't mean we just play games all day, mm-hmm. but if they want to come to school and they like being in my class. I'm halfway done with my work.
0: Right. Um, it's half the battle. And that's the relationship
1: piece. Yep.
0: And, and you're communicating that you care and that you value the individual, which I think right. um, is something we all endeavor to do, no matter what relationship we're working on. Yeah, you mm-hmm. want to make their time valuable. It's right. Right. Worthwhile. Well, thank you for joining us. Here's to thriving in all relationships. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Thrive, Create Your Impact. For more resources, check out our TUSD Thrive website and don't forget to post how you are thriving on hashtag TUSD Thrive.